When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm actually good. I'm I, I, I'm not going to lie. I do feel quite knackered. And I always, again, like I, I hate I hate it when people talk about how tired they are because I'm like, mm-hmm. just go to bed and get some more rest. But as we know that when you're on the treadmill of parenting and working and juggling, there isn't, there isn't that much opportunity to get more rest. No, exactly. No, I feel exactly the same. I've had, this month is particularly busy for me with work and mamas and also yeah. like personal, you know, like seeing friends and stuff. Like I've literally just come back from a baby shower to jump <laughs> on here. Yeah. Um, and I get, again, there's another one on Friday and it's so nice, but it also seriously gives me the fear, like the proper fear. In fact, I said to you, didn't I, this week, I was like, I'm just going to be sober for all of this because then I feel like you can get through it. You can juggle work and kids and socializing if you don't drink. If you do drink, it makes it so much harder. Oh, mate, don't say that. We're going away <laughs> together for another <laughs> night know. on Wednesday night. I was hoping to get you shit face and then sleep with you. Is that not going to happen? You're not supposed to tell me that's what you're going to do. <laughs> Oh, I'm way too obvious. I've blown it. I've blown oh, it. Um, blown no, it. We, I'm have... looking forward to having a few drinks on Wednesday night with you. I actually think you should perhaps not drink until we get there. Then we'll have a couple of glasses and then we'll do yeah, our we just, we won't routine early. the Yeah, we will Yeah, we'll just have a few and then, um, yeah, we'll go for a nice run. We'll, we're slightly different scenery in the countryside this week. Yeah, we're going to the Fish Hotel. I'm well excited about that. I've been Googling it and it looks insane. Yeah, it does. I'm really excited. And also another night away from the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the small wins. I'm actually having a bit of a um, a bit of an upsetting time with Kit at the moment um, that oh. I wanted to talk about. He's... I feel really sorry for him, but at the same time, I feel like he's acting out at preschool. So he's basically getting these like scathing reports from his preschool every time we go and pick him up being like, he's not had another good day today. He's been hitting, he's been pushing, he's not been sharing. And I'm like, at home, he's absolutely delightful. Like he would, that would be the last thing that he would be doing. So I'm really confused as to why he's going into school and behaving the way he's behaving. So it's really upsetting me because I'm like, oh, well, you know, he's such a sweet boy. And they're like, well, we're going to have to start monitoring his behavior now. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that sound scary? But also, I mean, I don't know anything about the preschool and obviously I'm not there, but I feel like that sounds really negative. And I didn't think that they were supposed mm. to be like that at that age. I thought that, I mean, I remember Axel's preschool when he first started, they didn't use the word no. And I remember being like, 
oh really right you don't use the word no okay fine she said yeah we don't really tell them off and I was like hmm okay we'll see how that goes okay, sure. actually yeah <laughs> it, it, actually it did work out because all of the kids got lots of praise and you know if they were acting out they'd just be taken away from the situation I think it's like a Montessori thing his he wasn't at a Montessori nursery but I know that is something that they kind of do so I feel like it feels quite negative I don't I, know I just feel like it was only last week that they were sort of saying to me how brilliant he'd been and that his behavior had been coming on really well and that he'd been really good at sharing and really sweet with everyone and now he's been an asshole for a couple of days they're like oh we're gonna have to start monitoring his behavior and I'm like I can be an absolute asshole when I want to be on the odd day here and there but you know just put me on the naughty step and I'll I'll come back you know a better person but I don't think I don't know I just I just think you know he's three and Mm. I think sometimes you know they just act out for no reason they're gonna go through phases of course they are but it does make you feel bad as a parent Mm. doesn't it you're like oh god you don't want your child to be the one that's like hitting and not sharing and pushing and stuff I don't really get it so anyway we're going through that at the minute has anyone got a manual that they want to send me on how to deal with it (laughs) no if anyone has one (laughs) could we have it send it our way yeah um now let's get into today's chat because um it was a really really gorgeous conversation wasn't it um with um a married couple and it was really nice to have two voices on the podcast um like what kind of stood out for you George I think I mean gosh I mean there was so much I loved them talking about how they first got together and I think they'd known each other they'd known each other since primary school and then they they drifted apart they drifted apart and then um the one of the guests had an ex-boyfriend and he was basically taking the mickey out of him and I just felt like we got that real sort of the probably the banter that they have between each other at home taking the mickey Mm. out of each other's exes Mm. and all of that kind of stuff and they they just sort of said that they've just you know they've done everything together they've done primary school they did all the and spin the bottle they've you know been out with other people <laughs> they've been to you know been seeing each other bit, in clubs it? they went traveling all of that and then suddenly you know they're like right that's it we're all in we're having a family and they just seem to do every I think one of them seems to be the one who has all the big ideas and sort of throw you know, yeah <laughs> they imagine just throws a big idea out there and they're suddenly like right come on let's do it um but they seem to work together really well as a team and I think that came across yeah big time and I really I really loved um I really loved how they um they you know they've done like a complete 180 a complete change of life um yeah. making it you know kind of going on a new adventure as a family and it sort of inspired me to have a little think about our set up really and actually you know what sometimes you know life throws curveballs or you come up with these ideas and you can make them happen you know yeah exactly and sometimes you just got to go for it (laughs) and not think too much into it and then just you know you're you're gonna get on with it aren't you you've got a family so you're gonna have to make it work in some way sounds like their house is a lot of fun <laughs> it's gonna be a great chat we really, really hope you enjoy it guys who are we talking to today george we are chatting to kelvin fletcher and his wife liz So very, very excited to be sitting down virtually with these two wonderful humans today. Uh, One of them who we have all been watching, well, I mean, me in particular, I used to watch Emmerdale with my dad when I was little, and I know that Georgia was a massive fan as well. He was in the soap from 1996 until 2016, so a massive stint. He then decided that he would swap, um, momentarily swap farming for um, sequins, and he won the 17th series of Strictly Come Dancing in 2019. And now he's decided, you know what? 
what? I don't want to be spray tanned any longer. I want to go back to the <laughs> back to the farm and is now there doing a show for the BBC with his lovely wife, Liz, who also joins us today. It's Calvin and Liz Fletcher. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. How are you guys? What have you been up to today? It's been a busy day already. Calvin's been up and down the country and I've been to um, one of my five million scans at the hospital. So we've been... <gasps> This is the first Aww. time we've seen each other all day. <laughs> <laughs> now, we can't wait to hear from you both about your journey as parents and, of course, the new life that you're living. But first off, because this is basically George and I's favourite subject, how did you both meet? You <laughs> yeah. were really young, weren't you? <laughs> we were eight years old when we were Kelvin joined my school when he was eight years old and I remember the day like it was yesterday Aww. you had you had curtains do you remember really straight curtains but I have curtains yeah, yeah. and I braces some, I some good haircuts and all that <laughs> <laughs> that's so good so yeah we've known each other a long time we've grown up on the same street we've played knock a door runaway together we've played Kirby together we've spin the ball Spin the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Did you always like match it up, tee it up so it would be the two of you? Yeah, we're always opposite. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, then went to secondary school together and we've known each other forever really. And when did you actually get together properly? In our early 20s really, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mid-20s. Yeah, we kind of re-met, rediscovered one another. We'd obviously uh, lost contact really through secondary school and primary school was pretty intense as you know just mates really best of friends in primary school and then through secondary school because Liz was the year above me it wasn't really the cool thing for a girl of her age mm. to be seen with a younger a guy in the year below so I obviously yeah. got the um, got the elbow got the cold shoulder oh. and then which is a bit frustrating but I thought you know oh well. did you still fancy me then um I probably yeah I probably looked at you <laughs> thought yeah she's cute but you thought you were cool like you just wanted to I did think I was cool in school Aww. you didn't want to be seen with a guy in the year but year below it's not the done thing isn't it mm-hmm. so um <laughs> and then and then I was obviously I think I moved to Leeds when I was 16 17 I was obviously in Emmerdale and um mm. Liz had gone off to college and university so we'd kind of very much even though our homes respective homes family homes were in Oldham We'd, we'd kind of gone off and, and, and you know, um, fled the nest really and, and, and done our own thing. And then I was back in Oldham on a, a bit of a rare occasion. I used to go back every now and again to see my friends in the local pub. And um, yeah. I saw Liz from a, from across the room. Um, <laughs> and I, I said love to, this story. I never get bored of this. <laughs> I said to my friend, I was like, is that, is that Liz Marsland over there? He was like, yeah. I said, I used to go out with her when I was a kid. <laughs> she's uh, she's She's quite fit, isn't she? And then... I said, I'm going to go and have a chat with her. And that was it. The rest is history. <laughs> I say, what? So did you get serious straight away? I say that right, but I, I joke about it. I met my husband when I was 17. And I think it I think it was the first time we went on a date. He said, just so you know, if we ever have kids, we're going to call our first son Axel. And I was literally <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, okay, that's <laughs> never going to happen. And we do. We've got a son called Axel. And oh. and so wow. whenever I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, you you play, you know, everyone plays it cool when they're younger. I don't think they do. I think there's like yeah. no filter. <laughs> you just lay your cards on the table. We it weren't was that It wasn't intense. It was intense. And as you know, you, you kind of always know, don't you? I, I think we're both, um, you know, young and, and enjoying life. But it was a case of we, 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 we re-met that time. I think we exchanged... We didn't exchange numbers the very first time we bumped into each other. I got your number off a friend. 
Oh, and I texted a couple of weeks afterwards anonymously, just kind of saying anonymously. It's so cheesy, isn't it? We had this thing where anonymous. Well, you know, when you get that text off a number that you don't know, <laughs> and for about two weeks, me and my friends just one for one it to see if we could work out who the voice was at the other end. I think at the time Liz was dating or seeing a guy that, that always rated himself out of ten. <laughs> And we, she told me the story. We're just laughing, like, you know, what rating yourself out of 10. So it was just a random thing. that, we, And then that was it. So I got a number. And then two weeks later, I just randomly texted her saying, what do you rate me out of 10? <laughs> Knowing full well she wouldn't have had my number thinking. And then the, the, the natural reply would be, who's this? And then I just left it. You just left it? I left it. Just I just didn't, didn't, reply. didn't reply. And then I was, you know. So I, me and my mate stalked this number for weeks. Private call a minute, yeah, and I just never answered. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, fast forward probably another four or five weeks. So we're now in a random club in Manchester. Yeah. Um, and I'm there dancing over with my mate. And uh, I see Liz Marsden in the corner. This is probably two months now later from when we first re-met in the pub of after all those years. And I've not seen Liz for years and years and years. She'd obviously been at university. I was living in Leeds and all that. And I see this little a brunette bob like bopping away with some big gold chains like some really big hoops like some really cool and i was thinking is that is that liz marsland again in this club in man i mean yeah i'm gonna bump into my old flame in Oldham, where we're from but this is a cool club in manchester like what's she doing here and she's not exactly the same thinking what's that geek doing here and um and we're just like oh my goodness this is like you know twice in, in the matter of months this is this is crazy and again, I thought, wow, she's she's really cute. And, and the thing with Liz, I think, obviously beautiful, but just fun and, and a big smile. And yeah. she's just like, dismantles any sort of nervousness, any sort of, it's just like, just a cool girl. You know what I mean? So straight away you think, oh, yeah. she's just really easy to be around. And, um, and then I just said to her, I said, did somebody text you a few weeks ago? And she went, was that you? <laughs> And that was it. That was it. That was it. That was love at first sight. It wasn't it? was over. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. That we was just it. went a few dates, and and I think you know from the outset, then it was like you know we, we kind of started dating, and yeah. we just loved. We just hung out a lot. We were just kind of mates that were hanging out, and we had a lot of history, you know. And, and it was funny that my mates I was hanging around with were still some of her friends. We had a lot of. You know, we connections. Really common, a lot of my yeah. friends were Liz's friends. So it was just like, no way do you know that person. It was just rediscovering our youth. And it was just like, for the next few years, it was just a fun time. We went traveling together. We just did loads of random things together. Mm. And it was just kind of like young kids dating. It was just really fun. It and, and fun. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah. And then suddenly you get into your late 20s, early 30s. And then your, your conversation, what you had with your fella, that was kind of then happened happen then at a normal time. Ten years later, ten years later, later like, right. Are we are we a thing now? Is this, you know, so anyway, so that was together. It. And then and then yeah, we just obviously didn't. I couldn't ever imagine being with anybody else, and I guess Liz was probably the same. And as far as children goes, we both knew that we wanted to have a family one day, and 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 when that yeah. was to happen, it, we wanted it to be together. And and and, and yeah, so it was just a, an amazing experience, and you know, very much we still you know rediscovering we're on a new path now with yeah. with a young family a growing family with a new yeah. lifestyle new well not new careers but uh, you know another career if you like so it's just that continued journey that continued adventure which every relationship every friendship every everything should be an adventure do you know what it's so lovely I think when you know if you've been together for a really long time you know you've grown up together it's almost like you're 
you're different people and you're growing as as people but just together so you're you know you're having your wild days together and then you're settling down together and then you're having a family and doing your crypto everything is together and it's actually really it's 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 lovely we've been through every process haven't we from being young yeah. we've been every single process we've been in touch yeah spin the bottle <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you, George, actually. We'd love to talk to you about when you first found out you were pregnant, Liz. How were you feeling at that moment? And how were your pregnancies and births? So, Quite a question, I know. Um, we got married in 2015, yeah. 2015. And I always knew that um, we weren't going to try for children until we were married. And weirdly, it just happened straight away for us. So we never had that process of... Um, you know, months of it not happening. And I've got a lot of friends that have, it's not happened straight away and it can get frustrating. It just yeah. happened. For, I think it was the wedding night even, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it could have been. It happened so soon and it was just like, wow, we got married and the next thing I'm pregnant. And that was amazing. And that whole process was just so exciting. Kelvin had left Emmerdale that year. Then a few months later, I gave birth to Marnie, and it just felt like everything was happening all at once. A new beginning, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah. A, it was a, a step into the unknown. Yeah. Which, you know, so I find myself repeating that all the time. It's, it's all we kind of continually do, but it's yeah. all. It's all I kind of know. It's all we know. Because, and I don't know if that's because I'm an actor. Because you never kind of know what each year brings, each job brings. There's always yeah. that. There's no real continuity. But for me, you've just kind of got to embrace that and, and apply that to every bit of life because you don't know what's around the corner with any aspects of life. And I know we all chase that sense of routine and that you know some foundations there and absolute guarantees. And and the truth is, there's no guarantees. And and and. Guarantees is good, especially when you've got a family. People crave certain guarantees, whether it's income or whatever it might be. And yeah, you know, I, I absolutely, we're, we're the same in some respect. But a lot of the time, I'm just kind of like foolishly, naively. I don't know. I'm, you know, nearly 38 years old. I'm still saying the same. But just, you know, embrace the unknown, you know, yeah. and enjoy it. And, and it is so for us, you know, I was leaving a, a job that I'd had for 20 years as an actor. I wanted a challenge. I wanted a new challenge. I couldn't get. I, I just wanted to, again, test myself in a different domain, you know, whether that's still as an actor, as a director, you know, on stage, on theatre, whatever it might be. I wanted to just do something different. And yeah. and I was doing that with with a, with a teammate, you know, and we were together stepping in as a, as a cementing our relationship, our, our marriage with with bringing a new life into the world. So there's no bigger challenge, there's no bigger task than, yeah. than raising your own kids. So again, as new parents, you speak to friends, family, mum and dad, you know, you get tips and that. But again, it's your way. There's no, yeah, there's right and wrongs way, but you just kind of got to. I remember it being a funny time though, because you had left Emmerdale and then I'd had Marnie and we had, I was obviously having a bit of a maternity leave. Kelvin kind of slotted into that maternity leave with me and it was almost like we were both on holiday and actually it got to the point where at, because we were in this baby bubble, it got to the point where it was like, we have to we better get, get a back job. to work and get a job. A year in, I'm thinking, I've retired. This is brilliant. Uh, yeah. I'm a full-time dad. You're a full-time I mom. was having the time of my life. You know, I was thinking, this baby thing's amazing. I've got Kelvin at my side constantly. He's up in the night. He's, you know, he's helping out. We're, we're lunching in the day. And and then it, I think I think about was it three months or something. It was I was longer like, than that. Seriously, we need to – maternity is not for both of us. We've got to get back in the ball. Game I don't now. think we've got to get back to being ourselves. We can't just be parents. Yeah. Yes, it's amazing being it new parents. It is a bubble at the beginning. You are your own person. You're not just mm. my wife. You're certainly not just a mother. 
And there's, yeah. we, we owe it to ourselves, yeah. you know, for me to still be a friend to somebody, to still be an aspiring actor or an entrepreneur, whatever it is, that's still absolutely crucial because you've all got to, you, you, so many parents think they have to kind of compromise themselves and stop their own dreams and aspirations in order to provide for their family. Well, no, you know, you, you can you can hopefully try and try and do it. Oh, there's going to be some compromises naturally, yeah, but you've got course. to absolutely still still you know aspire to, to to you know do your own thing really. And I think as parents as well, like we would want that for our children. Exactly, you know, I wouldn't want my my children to just give up on all of their hopes and dreams as soon as they become parents and just give up on their whole you know their whole life and everything they've ever wanted. I would want them to continue with that when they become yeah. parents and so you know as parents we should lead the way and show them that you can't you know you can do I hate saying we can have it all because I think that's a really difficult thing to live up to um but we definitely you have to can find try. the balance don't you yeah <laughs> yeah you have to find the balance. because it was yeah. a completely different experience with Milo um my second baby because I literally had a section just yours not, not sorry I was second baby <laughs> is, it, is it gonna be an exclusive here? <laughs> Yeah, where, we going? <laughs> where is it? Is it going to step out? Where, where's it at? Oh, no, it's not out here? <laughs> Well, when I had Milo, I had a section, and at six o'clock the next day, Kelvin had to go and do a show. So that was a complete. Then I was on my own. I went home after I've been in at the section. Then I had two mm. babies to look after. And um, so that was completely different. So I'd gone from this absolute breezy first baby to then Milo I was at home recovering from an operation to then looking after two children and Kelvin wasn't at home Kelvin was that when you were doing Strictly um was it kind of around the same time as that that? um, I'd gone and done a musical I don't know I'd done yeah um, you were doing The Wizard of Oz Oz, yeah Um, I'd never never done a show like that before and I said to my agent I'd love to do yeah and we had to be careful what musical you know I'm not a dancer I'm not a singer so but we, we managed we got a great casting and a great production and uh, for us, it was it was again new territory as an actor, something I always, a box I've always wanted to tick, and it was a great opportunity. And I think it was only about a 10, 10 week commitment, something like that. And mm. I was like, I, I want to do this. And again, it was reaffirming that thing of individually, artistically, we still had our own ambitions, and and it yeah. was just like you know, then then I had to make a sacrifice. So you know, a, a baby that's one day old, and I'm leaving that baby to go and perform. But I prided myself on my commitment and my work ethic, that you know, to this day is absolutely one of the my biggest assets I think and I was prepared yep to leave my my newborn baby boy to go and show my commitment to the fellow cast and crew you know to to perform mm. that night and, and and I'd still make that choice now that's just you know who I am and, and that's the values I've got from my parents is work ethic is you know I want to I value my I pride myself on working hard and yeah and, and and um yeah and so that's where we have to work together to because yeah. it puts a lot of pressure on me um, so I was going to say, how means, did you find that? Yeah, it, and because I'd had such an easy time with Marnie, I was like, listen, Kelvin, is, you know, we're very much open to each other fulfilling our career dreams and we don't want to hold each other back. So where I took the pressure on then and I sacrificed a lot more there for Kelvin to take that on and and then there'll be times in return where Kelvin will sacrifice things yeah. so that I can do it. And at that time, I'm the mother, I'm the one breastfeeding. So it, it was on my shoulders to let him have that opportunity to go and do it. And then I'll hold the foot at home. And you are kind of counting down the weeks, but then you get what you get with acting is a job. And then you do get a little bit of a break at where yeah. we could be a family together. And and then before you know it, the next job comes along. And, and that's all we know now, really, just 
it is that um you just we just have to work together because if we don't work as a team to find that balance for what I'm doing or what he's doing it'll just be too this much pressure constant, on one or the other isn't it this is the the family is the only constant thing in our lives so that's what that's the core so jobs you know strictly did that musical did strictly mm. Finish that documentary, you know, Kelvin's Farm and Adventure, the next, yeah. all these things that I'm yeah. off, to, off to the National Theatre soon. So all these kind of things are great, amazing experiences, but they just, mm-hmm. the moments, yeah. you know, and, and the consistent is me, Liz, and the kids, you know, and that consistent is growing a little bit with the, with the arrival of, of the twins. So that is the constant, the, the thing that is ultimately the hub and the rock and everything else just kind of complements that. But that's our main focus. And we're luckily yeah. enough now and we work hard enough where, everything else has got to somehow enhance that, you know, yes, there'll be times in the next job I've got to be away for a few weeks. So that's going to be hard, but ultimately it will all help what, you know, what we want to do and, and, and drive that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's such a good point. And actually it's something that I have to remind myself of. I've never been a freelancer before. I've, I'd always, my husband, my husband used to play football. Actually he used to play for Oldham, which is funny. Oh, right. um, yeah, yeah. Like we lived there for a while, but um, wow. he, he's come, he, you know, he's come out of that and into a new career. And this year was a, a huge change for both of us. So I'm now freelance and he sort of does as well, I guess. And um, we keep saying yes to everything as you do. Yes, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And it's actually a really good point to remind yourself um, that family is the only consistent thing. And sometimes we probably do need to say no and to to rein it in so that we, you know, we have got our family time. Yeah. We'll be right back after this short break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? So your life is about to get a lot busier because you are expecting (laughs) twins. How did that feel when you went to have the scan and realized there was two heartbeats and not just one? Well, I always said I wanted three children. Kelvin said five, which was never going to happen. Oh my God, five. Um, and five. it kind of, yeah. I, 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 They're good, I, wasn't it? <laughs> just loads of naughty kids running around the place. And everyone's going, ah, shouting all that, come back in. I'm just like, let them, let them do it. Let the kids, let them, let them just, that's it. Yeah, but you'll be here to look after them. It'd just be, just be me with a load of naughty kids. Yeah. Anyway, I said, I'd always said three. And we're getting to that point now where it's like, look, if you want three, now's, you know, now's the time to do it. So um, we planned all our kids and, and this again happened straight away. 
And it was, it, it weirdly, when... Um, Super that, well. It was. It is. I've kind of compromised with Kelvin, haven't I? I? I've met him in the middle with four kids instead of five and given him the extra one. It's a shock, though. It's a shock to any pet. I would have thought, I've not been on any four, twin forums or anything. Oh, it's a big... Yes. It's a big... Uh, place there's, there's a there's a lot of, of twin parents that kind of find refuge if you like you know with each other because it is such a different <laughs> dynamic and, a, and yeah. a game changer but so I've not really explored that because for me yes it's twins and it's incredible but it's just it's another there's, there's two babies there and, and 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 for me it was just I've never felt joy and and, and fulfillment and like it was just the moment of probably the best moment of my life. You know, it was up there with yes. an overwhelming rush of like, w- just couldn't believe it. Like, but, but not like Liz was a bit more in shock, probably thinking, I was, I'm going to breastfeed. Probably first thing she thought. <laughs> Whereas I, you know, obviously was thinking if somebody would have said you've won 10 billion pounds on the lottery, it, 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 I wouldn't have felt an ounce. It was just pure. Like I've never felt so lucky and so happy. And so it was the best feeling I've ever had in that a surge of like mm-hmm. a, a five minutes of just like, wow, this is incredible. What a moment. Yeah. And then oh, I was like kind wow. of on cloud nine and thinking, how exciting is this going to be? And Liz was already kind of thinking of, we, we need a, we need a seven seater. We need, we, <laughs> gonna, we need this one. Worrying and oh, but there's more complication when you prick twins are the implicit, what all well, that the stuff. The thing and, is, even though we're in this parenting game together, our experiences are very different. Yeah, I yeah, take yeah. on things. Well, you're very, growing the babies. I'm growing you're the baby. Going to be feeling physically, different. yes. And I'm very, you know, emotionally aware of the kids I've got and the kids that are about to come. And as Kelvin sees it, in a, I think father and mother see babies and pregnancies very differently. Yeah. So as Kelvin was, you know, he was shouting at the rooftops that this is a, Chris- a, miracle. a Christmas miracle. <laughs> as in the space of the 10 gift, seconds. It is a gift from God, no doubt. It is, it is a, a gift, gift from God, God. But in the space of 10 seconds, I was thinking, I went from complete joy to complete worry to back to complete joy to back to uh, how am I going to carry twins? How, Back how to d- Kelvin, it's your fault. It's you. It's so typical of you. <laughs> you can't say. do things by half. Everything I you do, you've got to... say, this could only happen to us, couldn't it? Why Going can't you just do things? <laughs> yeah, why can't you just do things normally? <laughs> Not to 60. <laughs> really quick. So, yeah, but now, you know, after that shock, after that we've got our head around, then telling family... And their response was just, uh, uh, you know, gobsmacked. they were so happy. They were gobsmacked, but so happy. My mum's mum was a twin. And so my mum was over the moon that she felt like it was, you know, in the generation. And, yeah. and she kind of had an inkling. She said to me before we had the scan, what if this is twins? I was like, oh, mum, don't say that. And the next thing, it's it twins. Yes. And it's Aww. like she knew. And then, and now we can't imagine it any other way. We can't, I can't imagine it being one baby. More hands to help on the farm now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so who made the initial call on it and whose idea do you think it was to kind of change your lives in the way that you did move on to a farm and be farmers? I mean, it's quite a dramatic 180. Ideas like that always come from Kelvin. <laughs> always. <laughs> if he sat still quiet for five seconds, I'm thinking, oh no. What's going to come next? <laughs> what idea is he thinking about? Yeah, I, 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 I've got to think of property anyway. I always have to. Mm-hmm. Just, just uh, admire for different properties, locations. And, you and, go on right move like Facebook, don't you? Yeah. yeah I do. <laughs> That's your Facebook. <laughs> but I'm just curious as to what the market does. You know, not, not just as, as, as a um, 
as an income thing. It's just more of just just how beautiful people can make homes and what creative ways they can change things. And um, you know, our home can suit professionals. Our home can suit um, tenants. All the I just the whole industry I find fascinating. Anyway, and so I'm always on there surfing, surfing away, and, and having a look. <laughs> and I just saw this property, and we were kind of in a bit of a transition anyway. It was just before COVID. We just it was kind of throughout the end of towards the end of strip. I think that year. We were, we were moving to America. We very yes. much had plans to kind of, we just had our visas accepted and we were going to do a couple of years in, in, in Los Angeles because obviously that as, as, as a jobbing actors, um, we had a bit of a space in our schedule. It was like, we was something we've, we want to do. Let's just give it a go. We've got young kids. There's not, never going to be a better time to just go and experience living in a different country. And I've always wanted to live in a different country. And, uh, and, and Liz was kind of keen to explore that as well. So it was like, let's just tick a box. You know, we were approaching our mid thirties, we're in our mid thirties, you know, forties and we're well approaching. <laughs> so that was kind of a plan. And then strictly happened. And then we had loads of work and obviously pandemic hit. And, and then suddenly yeah. a lot of decisions were taken out of our control. So mm-hmm. certainly for a visa perspective, we were able to be, to go and fulfill our dream in California. But I think I was, we were just instilled to just go and do something different. We wanted to just, again, it was take time on for another a change. challenge just what yeah. a change yeah what a change and, and people do that with jobs with relationships with moving whatever but for us it was just with where we wanted to be yes and, and we wanted to so i, I think was looking anyway and i saw this place and um we came and viewed it and liz was like yeah it's amazing but i mean i've never been to the area before i don't know why you've chosen that area but what were you going to do there you know and i was like well i was already i was already living there so for liz it was a like, <laughs> liz just thought it was one of those wild <laughs> Uh, dream home what other programs yeah are? they always do the wild card don't they like, yeah well, was like, yeah, you know we need like local skills you know four bedrooms and we need all like the, tick, the boxes that you need to tick yeah. I, I've not, it was, yes before when i viewed this place i didn't even know where the local school were i didn't know how many bedrooms it had all i knew it had loads of fields and i just thought that'll be brilliant yeah. for kids can you imagine just going on adventures and i wasn't even really thinking of farming i was just thinking of living a rural life and just being away from everyone and just uh, having the chaos and, and the unknown of our job and, and working in London and doing this amazing TV stuff, but at the same time having that simple, really kind of back to basic life, you know, where living yeah. off the land. I, yes. I don't know, you know, naively, I just thought, I wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing? And I'd kind of had snippets of it over the years with Emmerdale and just had a slight look into it and thought, wouldn't that be outside looking in? And you never get the full picture, but I still thought, wouldn't that be nice? So yeah. I was already kind of there. And then it, everything happened so fast, uh, even though the transition took about a year to move, but mm. to kind of accept that whole process. And then that whole in, that whole then is understanding what it's like to somewhat be a landowner. And, 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 and it was a big, big change, wasn't it? And obviously selling, moving else is stressful for anybody, yeah. regardless. You know, it is a really stressful, it's a big commitment, you know. So it's a life-changing, sometimes life-changing money, you know, your, your savings or whatever it is. So financially, there's so many kind of burdens and, and obstacles that you're having to cross. Um, schools, choosing schools, you know, impacts of being away from mm-hmm. family. We'd gone from living 50 yards from family to suddenly living an hour drive away from family. So that was a mm-hmm. dynamic change we had to consider. But we did that. We got the keys and we was like, right, we didn't, this wasn't in our plans, but let's embrace it. We were speaking to BBC at the time about other stuff. And then next thing you know, there's a film crew there and we're filming a, our own documentary series. <laughs> like it's and the whole like, it's just been crazy, but it's been amazing. And now yeah. through the documentary series, through little ideas that I had with livestock and us wanting to kind of farm, and I guess as creators ourselves, be in charge of our own destiny. You know, Liz mm. with a holiday cottage, me with some animals thinking, how can we commercialize this? How can we actually 
you know, dictate our own destiny yeah, a little bit. Our lives. Yeah. yeah. And and it's been amazing and, and trying to create that business where we know that the kids will have something to, to carry on and ideas from them and yes. friends and family. And I've got friends who randomly makes chopping boards. He's, he's a joiner, got made redundant during, during lockdown, always had a passion for woodwork in his garage and just started making chopping boards for people. And suddenly it's like, well, can we now incorporate that and start selling? You know, it was all these weird and wonderful ideas that I think lockdown maybe give a lot of people. Um, and we did it with a TV crew following us. But that whole love of not just the outdoors now and country living, but farming, I've just found fascinating. And, and, and I'm the first to kind of say, I want to be I want to be a farmer. You know, my hand's up and I'm already thinking the weather's been dry for a couple of days. Now's the perfect time to start much spreading. I'm already kind of weighing <laughs> up now this afternoon. I need to be out on the fields doing a bit of spreading and... But, but again, you know, that's a challenge in itself. The difference and, in our minds. The Kyle was thinking yeah. of spreaders and I'm thinking, we need to get a car. Like, we just <laughs> couldn't be further Slightly, away yeah. from each other right now. Slightly <laughs> different. And how do the kids find it? You know, do they love do they love mucking in and helping and did they love being part of the documentary? They absolutely love it. I think at first it was a lot for them to take on, you know, to them, we'd moved a million miles away from everybody. But they, like Marnie especially, she is just, she's a little farmer at heart. She just, she loves getting her overalls on and her wellies and she's getting all the, she just mucks in, doesn't she? Yeah. Any jobs, I'm having to stay away from the sheep at the minute. So I'm kind yeah. of taking a step back and just concentrating on the cottage renovation. And so Marnie's kind of stepped in and she's got the wheelbarrow out and she's shifting muck and she's feed, she's getting the lambs and getting the sheep and putting them where they need to be. She's just brilliant. And as a five-year-old, it's so... Milo's a hindrance. Milo's a little bit dangerous around the farm. <laughs> you, you take him out, he wants to come out with you, and then you're like, think, you know, it should be a five-minute job, he's 40 minutes. Milo, put that yeah. down. Milo, you turn your back and he's emptied the... I turned back the other night, I've not told you this, and he was eating the pig feet. Oh, you know, he's like, hands in and he's... Chin, I'm like, Milo, my, you know, so. so I see. But it'll be right. You know, he won't, he won't get a cold. I know that. His immune system will be He won't get a cold, exactly. Build <laughs> <laughs> up his immunity. Now, we do this thing on Heart on Saturday mornings where I do this Saturday salute, which is where I give a bit of a nod to my Saturday grafters. And I get so many text messages from farmers up and about milking cows, you know, like mucking out stables, various other bits and pieces that they're up to. The farming community is absolutely having its moment. It's booming, right? It's just fascinating, isn't it? What, um, Especially if you live in the city, mm -hmm. just to see how things are done. Exactly. And we've had an incredible response to the TV programme. And everyone's saying, we wish it was on for longer. And is there a series two? We, we need to know. And is there going to be more? We need an hour's worth. <laughs> and we need to know if there's going to be a series two. It just needs to be on every day it's because perfect, they loved it. It's a perfect contrast, it, it, not just with TV shows, but even like we set a little Instagram account up. And I'm not very good on, on social media. I'm not very savvy on that. But I just set one something up anyway because people are constantly asking me. And I was mindful that on my feed, People, you know, like when I race cars, it's like some people, like my mum will say, Kelvin, I want to see what you're up to with the acting and the kids and that, but I don't want to see you racing cars. So I was mindful <laughs> of that. So I thought I'll just set a separate page up. So people want to know farming stuff and follow our yeah. farming journey yeah. away from the TV show. And then they can do that. This page just became a, you know, um, overnight, it was just like, that yeah. was, I think well over 100, 150K or something, you know, followers. It was, it was and, and the interaction you get with people. But I think what all the represent, not all the TV shows and those sort of pages and that appetite, like you say, of, of that country living is just a lovely contrast to what's, you know, at the minute with, with technology and the way we are so detached from each other, you know, the way naturally things are, efficiencies and everyone wants more and, 
you know, consume, consume, consume T-shirts you wear for a couple of times and you're getting a new one. We just, the way we've become, it's so far-fetched, I think, and, and a shame of where we're at. It's just that absolute going back to basics. And, and it, mm-hmm. for me, it reconnects people, reconnects you back to the land yes. and reconnects us as a community as well. So I think at the minute when, adva- you know, you know, yes, electric cars, and it's almost like fu- so futuristic, it's, but we're living it now. And I just think there's a perfect blend of the, of the two, you know, and, and, and I'd like to think that we're in a world now where we can, we can have the best of both worlds. You know, we can have that simplicity and that togetherness and, you know, that just being at one with nature, be mindful of mm. environment and stuff. But at the same time, you know, recognize that um, technologies move on and technologies yeah, can be, be a great help. Thank you so <laughs> much. I've got to go <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We absolutely love watching your adventures as well. And good luck with everything. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. It's been great chatting to you. Thank you. I know I spoke about it, obviously, in the the beginning of this episode, but I really love how they balance their sort of lives together. I think, you know, Kelvin has had various different, you know, new jobs and sort of phases where he's been really busy and Liz Mm. has had to, you know, step in. But they they seem to work together so well as a team. And it's it's really Mm. lovely to hear. Um, You know, they're both freelancers and they both know that, you know, work comes and goes and they have to pick up when the other one is having their time and sometimes they have to make sacrifices um Mm. for each other and it yeah i just loved love listening to it yeah it got me thinking about mine and dozer's relationship and how we work as a team actually and how you know last summer when i got the breakfast cover job um with jamie and i was in every single day for like six weeks dozer just picked up the pieces at home you know, and he would do the early morning shift until I got back at 11.30 and then I would take over and then he would go into work. And we were really working, like we were just flip-flopping the childcare and, and you know, there was a real healthy balance as it should be. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen in your relationship. So it was quite refreshing. And I, I thought it was really inspiring actually to hear it from those two, that they did it and there was no resentment either. It was just exactly like, well, this is what say. we do for each other. Exactly. And, you know, they're going to have twins pretty soon and Kelvin's going to mm. be away, you know, a couple of weeks later, you know, straight away into work. And she's like, well, you know what? Like, that's just what he's going to do. And that's, mm. that. Um, you know, we're going to have to sort of get on with it. Um, and yeah, I guess you do do that. I think it's, I guess it's not always possible, Is you know, depending on people's job roles. And I guess mm. if you have got that flexibility in your job roles, then absolutely, you know, you have to, you mm. have to try and make it work. Um, and also it's so interesting that they were both at home when their first was born for the first three months, like both of them, yeah, neither of them that. were working. And you know, it, like I've, I've referenced it before, but when we spoke to Jolie Brealey from Pregnant Men Screwed, she said that that is key to, you know, your relationship going forward because you, you're mm. both there, you're both going through the same things at the same time you're both picking up you know all the different jobs and then that carries on mm. like throughout your parenting mm. journey and so then that is a bit more of a balance example. yeah it's a yeah. perfect example yeah. of that yeah we loved them we thought they were brilliant um thank you so much as well to um to kelvin and liz for coming on and talking to us in such an honest way and you also did get me thinking about my first spin the bottle experience i'm just really glad <laughs> i didn't end up marrying him <laughs> Uh, who was yours, George? Do you know what? I can't even remember. But I remember having to, I can't remember what his name was, but I remember, I was actually talking about this earlier. And um, and I remember being like, 
uh, you've been drinking milk after having to snog him. And I, I, I will never forget. Maybe that's why I don't like milk. Oh my God, that's hysterical. And you know what? I remember saying to mine, oh God, you've been eating garlic bread. And he had braces. And I had braces. So it was like this perfect storm of like clattering train tracks and like cutting each other. So it was really romantic. Anyway, I'll leave you with that thought, guys. Um, As always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe. And please, please, please follow the podcast. You'll never miss an episode if you do that. Yeah, please. And do let us know if you see anybody that you'd like us to interview on the podcast or if you have any suggestions for a Friday episode. Our DMs are always open. We're on at Made by Mummers on Instagram and we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an Insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the wonderful Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.